Welcome to Inspiring Doctors, a podcast series brought to you by the British Medical Association. I'm Martin McKee, Professor of Public Health and the President of the BMA. In this series, I will be joined by people who I see as role models. While most doctors speak to the public in individual consultations every day, these people have successfully taken their medical knowledge to a wider audience in creative ways, using national newspapers, television, books, podcasts, social media, graphic novels, poetry, and more. But I don't just want to talk about their work and the legacies that they are leaving. In these podcasts, I want to get to the heart of what drives them. I will be asking my interviewees about the inspirations behind their work, the people, the places, and the experiences that formed their ambitions, ideals, and practices. We will talk about the lessons they learned and the advice they have for young doctors who may want to follow in their footsteps. I'm recording these podcasts after three years in which our worlds were turned upside down. Sometimes it seemed like everything we knew and cherished had disappeared or changed. We have been through a pandemic, the likes of which the world has not seen for over a century. Millions lost their lives and many others have been orphaned or disabled, with large numbers still afflicted by long COVID or exhausted from burnout. Yet things could have been much worse. The COVID pandemic was a scientific success. Scientists worked round the clock to understand, track and respond to a virus that was spreading rapidly across the world. During these darkest of times, doctors and other scientific professionals were the people capable of answering the questions we desperately needed answering. They solved riddles and they found solutions. They brought together academia and technology to combat fear and isolation. But we as a society often also called upon doctors to be the communicators during the pandemic. Many were required to move away from the established safe routine of peer-reviewed journals and academic debate and speak directly to colleagues and the public. They were the voices of reason away from the political circus, the rational guides for an anxious public. It shouldn't have been a surprise we know that the public want to know more about science and especially medicine. Medical books are often among the best sellers. Television programs attract very large audiences. The daily briefings by Chris Whitty and his colleagues were viewed by millions. And not on the same scale, of course, but tens of thousands followed the weekly briefings that I and colleagues on Independent Sage provided where we asked the public about their concerns and tried to respond in ways that were understandable. What this experience has taught us most keenly is that communication can make a huge difference. But it isn't a skill everyone possesses, especially when it involves complex issues. Training, for example, in media skills can help, but it is often defensive, designed to reduce the risk of making mistakes. And the mass media are only one of many outlets that can be used to explain what is important. Something that has become clear to me is that some people are just extraordinary communicators. Through some gift of nature or nurture, they can educate, inform and delight in ways that many of us can only dream of. Throughout history, 
Some doctors have done exactly that, communicating with reach well beyond medical and scientific audiences. A few wrote extensively on philosophy while continuing to practice medicine. One was the Jewish scholar Maimonides, born in Cordova in 1138, who would become physician to Saladin. Another was John Locke, who would subsequently be known as the father of liberalism. Others left the profession soon after completing their studies, finding fame in other directions, like the poet John Keats and the playwright Somerset Maugham. Others stayed in medicine, at least for a while, and drew on their clinical experiences in their writing. Anton Chekhov turned to writing to make ends meet, as he earned so little from caring for the poor. Arthur Conan Doyle was another doctor who could draw on a wide range of experiences. His iconic character Sherlock Holmes was, in part, modelled on his surgical teacher from Edinburgh, Joseph Bell. The detective's methods involved the skills of observation and inquiry used in diagnosis. And of course, Holmes was accompanied on his adventures by a physician, Dr. John Watson. Conan Doyle's contemporary Scottish doctor and writer Margaret Todd drew on her experiences at the Edinburgh School of Medicine for Women to write her acclaimed debut novel Mona Maclean, Medical Student, which explored women's roles in the medical profession. She wrote six novels and a number of short stories, as well as the book The Life of Dr. Sophia Jex Blake, which described the fight of women to enter the medical profession in the 19th century. More contemporary examples of masters of medicine and communication include Siddhartha Mukherjee, an oncologist and author of Pulitzer Prize-winning book The Emperor of All Maladies, A Biography of Cancer, and Atul Gawande, a surgeon who became a staff writer for The New Yorker soon after starting his residency. His work comparing the costs and quality of healthcare in neighbouring towns and the damage caused by the corporate capture of American medicine is credited with strengthening Barack Obama's commitment to healthcare reform. In the UK, we witnessed relatively recently the great impact of a colleague with medical understanding and a natural skill for communication. Kate Granger, a geriatrician, was diagnosed in her late 20s with a sarcoma that would eventually kill her. She launched the hashtag Hello My Name Is campaign in response to a doctor telling her that her cancer had spread, but in an offhand way. And that campaign has now been adopted throughout the NHS. There is something magical about the confluence of medicine and communication. It is an alchemy which can produce genuine inspiration. The examples I've given and the interviewees on this podcast are just some among the many doctors who have done this. There are also many more whose names and opportunities have been lost due to bias, prejudice and discrimination. And there are also a great many who are yet to get started. In this podcast, I will speak to doctors and others closely linked to medicine here in the United Kingdom. They are a selection of role models who have inspired me. I hope that our conversations will, in turn, inspire you. Thank you for listening to this introductory episode of Inspiring Doctors, a podcast series brought to you by the BMA. Guest episodes will be released starting on the 30th of June, so do subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts to be the first to hear them. You can find the link to the transcript of this episode in the show notes and at bma.org.uk slash inspiringdoctors. 
The interviewees on this podcast are just a selection of those who communicate medicine in fantastic ways. To join the conversation on social media and tell us about doctors whose communication skills inspired you, tag The BMA on Twitter and Instagram and use the hashtag InspiringDoctors. This podcast is hosted by Martin McKee. It is produced and edited by Alex Covey. Special thanks to our guests, as well as Ashleen Benjamin, Pete Blackburn, Lucy Brandt, Olivia Clark, Una Geary, Tim Grant, Rosie Hogwood, Gemma Hopkins, Susan Law, Jackie Melman-Wicks, Matt Saywell, and Stephanie Townsend. For more information, visit bma.org.uk slash inspiringdoctors.